Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Don't you dare be sour on this Saturday night because it's WCW Attitude Radio and welcome to it. I am your host with many names and many names uh, and King NWO DTS. I have with me the boss. WCW Chad Hinshaw, I have JD the Iceman, and at some point we're going to have John the Human Suplex Machine. How is everyone tonight? Good. Super. JD, you have something to say? Yes, um, thank you there, Your Highness. Um... In case you're wondering, ladies and gentlemen, one of the stories tonight, however, as we start this show, we here at the network would like to express our deepest heartfelt condolences to another wrestler who we lost earlier tonight, however. I uh, got the news earlier a few days ago through a good friend of mine, and I actually heard from him after last night's Revolution show, however, Mr. Rob Feinstein, the president of RF Video in Philadelphia, tell me that Hack Myers was in a coma, apparently in very bad health due to some brain injury he had suffered, apparently, I believe, back in November. Well, earlier tonight, sadly to say, we don't know exactly when we heard that Hack Myers left this too soon at the age of 41. He would have been 42 uh, coming up on Monday, and uh, those of people who were fans of Myers or people who watched Myers uh, we uh, are very sad to hear this news tonight, no question about it. Another guy gone way too soon before his time and at such a young age, too. And our thoughts and prayers tonight are with the Myers family and friends, and uh, certainly this is just very sad to report. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
We all here still? Hello. I was I was uh doing a moment of silence. Oh, sorry. Almighty God, thank you for being with myself, Gerard, and J.D. this evening, and also be with the family of this of this great superstar whom, whom we have lost, um, Hack Myers. Be with his family and those who love him, and comfort them, their minds, and comfort their souls, and know that they <clears throat> they are, like I said, uh, that he is not, that he may be gone in body, but he's not gone in soul here, he's not gone in mind, he's not gone in spirit. He is, and also in in their hearts. Just let, let them know that they are in your care, and keep them comforted and cool and collective over the, last, over the next uh, somber times here, of course, leading into this holiday season where we celebrate the birth of your almighty son, Jesus Christ. And I do, and I do uh, ask this in the name of your Holy Son Jesus Christ, who died on, who also died on the cross for all of our sins. In the name of Him, I pray. Amen. Amen. Gerard, I take it back to you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Um, let's scan the news now and see what else is in there. JD might be right. There's pretty. Huh? Hmm? Huh? I was going to say, I think you were right. There's really nothing in the news, is there? Other than that hack virus thing, it's pretty. uh... I will go ahead and say that we do also have guest five that's logged into the chat box. I am, am also attempting to determine who whom this is. Uh, <clears throat> but I would like to bid you a welcome to uh, Attitude Radio this Saturday night. Uh, your host, of course, is King NWO, GTS, Gerard T. Smith. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw, and also the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Geronimo is on the line. Uh, if you could please let us know who you are and... Uh, I hope you do enjoy our show this evening. Yeah, but I checked the news. I don't think there's any, so we will we'll skip that. Okay. And uh, why don't we do a wrestler profile? Pro profile. <laughs> Ah, uh, goddammit, I was close. Pro 
good to me. Works for me. All right. All right. We are going to profile. <clears throat> A profile. Drum roll. Oh gosh, that sounds like your wheel. Sounds like oh. motorboating. Okay. <laughs> 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 there you go. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh okay. my, double D's. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to profile tonight. It's time. It's Leon Allen White. This man, birthday is May 14, 1955. He's 60 years old. Mm. He went by Baby Bull, Big Van Vader, Bull Power. He actually went by his real name, Leon White, Super Vader, Vader. He's 6'5". 450 pounds. All right. Let's go into his biography now. Um, He's semi-retired. Spent his career with World WCW to WWF to Japan Pro Wrestling and All Japan Pro Wrestling. A super heavyweight wrestler capable of aerial maneuvers such as moonsault as the best wrestling maneuver for 1993. White competed as both a space and a heel, among other accolades in WCW Japan. He won the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, the first non-Japanese holder, and the WCW World Heavyweight Champion three times each. WCW World or WCW United States Championship won. And he won the Battle Royal main event at the Battle Bowl pay-per-view. Although he never hold the championship in WWF, White challenged for all promotions heavyweight titles. Uh, while working at a gym, White was spotted by a man who remembered him from his college football days who suggested looking for professional wrestling trained by Brad Riggins. White got his first national exposure in American Wrestling Association. He went by the moniker Baby Bull, which was later changed to Bull Power. White honed his skills during this time, and his ring work improved to the point where he granted a title match against Dan Hansen for the AWA World Championship. AWA World Heavyweight Championship, which he was not able to win. Although originally signed to All Japan Pro Wrestling, owner Giant Bubba traded one contract over to Japan Wrestling in 1987. After consideration, upon joining N. JPW, White was given the ring name Big Van Vader and began to wear a black wrestling mask. 
His new identity was based on a strong warrior of the same name from Japan, a Japanese folklore. He was introduced as a crowd of the jewel of the Tenzin stable managed by Tenjiri Tekedz. Sorry, guys, I'm butchering these uh, Japanese names. After a match where Riki Shinohi had challenged Antonio Inaki in a losing effort, Vader demanded a match where already worn down Noki and was victorious. This led to the audience to riot, resulting in N, uh, NJPW being banded from Smokio Hall, which was home arena. The ban was in 1989 when NJPW first wrestled back February 22nd. After winning his final match of the eight-man tournament against... Shania Hashimoto. Vader was declared the new IWGP heavyweight champion. He would be the first non-Japanese wrestler to hold it. On May 25th, one month after being crowned champion, Vader lost to Russian suplex master Saman Hash something. Hash <laughs> Holy cow, this is just killing me. Uh, Vader was given an opportunity at the title. He defeated Trusher at the beginning of two-time IWGP heavyweight champion after winning the title again while traveling to Europe, again using the name Full Power, to face Otto Wants for the CWA World Heavyweight Championship. He won the match. As a result, held the champion held the heavyweight championship in two separate organizations at the same time. He continued to travel between Japan and Europe defending the titles. In November 1989, he traveled to Mexico to defeat Al Kraken, the Universal Wrestling Association for the UWA World Heavyweight Champion, become the first man to hold three World Heavyweight Championships at the same time. He lost the UWA championship back on December 12, 1990. In February 1990, Vader faced Stan Hansen at a AJPW versus NJPW Supercar Show. Before Vader entered the ring, Hansen accidentally broke Vader's nose with the bull rope Hansen carried to the ring for his matches. During his dangerous stiff punches, Hansen poked Vader's right eye with a thumb during the brawl, which caused his eye to pop out of his socket. After removing his mask, pushing his eye back into place, Vader continued wrestling Hansen in the match, and it was a no contest. As a result of the injury, Vader required a metal plate to his surgically placed under his eye. Vader successfully gained tension at WCW, convincing the work while still he was the IWGP heavyweight champion active competitor in NJPW. Vader's first match in WCW take place on July 7, 1990 at the Great American Bash, where he defeated Tom Zink in a little over two minutes 
around this time, Big Eater began a feud with Stan Hansen and all Japan Pro Wrestling. Two weeks later, Vader went to Europe to defeat Rambo in a tournament final to reclaim, to reclaim the vacant PWA World Heavyweight Championship and become a three-time CWA World Heavyweight Champion. In the progress, in the progress, in January 1991, Vader defeated Tomzai Mugnami to earn himself a third IWGP Heavyweight Title reign. The reign was short-lived, however, because Vader lost the title back to Konami on March 4th. Rambo ended Vader's PWA World Championship reign on July 6th in 1991. Vader went to defeat Konami for the CWA Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, but on his signing of a WCW contract in 1992, the title was declared vacant. At this point, the WCW and N. GJPW were reaching a tentative working agreement. This benefited Vader as he could now have where he could work both promotions. On March 1st, 1992, he and Bam Bam Bigelow became teaming and won the IWGP Tag Team Championships from Hiroshi Ace and he in May, Vader faced now known as the Great Muda, and suffered a knee injury. This injury was a factor, and he and Bigelow losing the title to WCW Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers. After near four-month reign, this also marked a discreet. Mid was originally signed with WCW in 1990, but was only used until 1992 when he began working WCW full-time. Vader is prepared with his manager, Harley Race, received a shot at Sting's World Championship on April 12, 1992, was disqualified. Sting suffered a pair of cracked ribs, and after taking the Vader bomb from Vader, there was continued, Vader was placed in a feud with Nikolai Koloff after, shortly after while Sting recuperated. Vader received a rematch at Sting on July 12th, Great American Bash, which he became the new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. His reign was short-lived. He re-injured his knee, forcing him to lose the title to Ron Simmons, who substituted for Sting after he was attacked by Jake Roberts earlier that Vader was after Vader was out of action after the Clash Champion September as he went east. Upon the return of Havoc, Vader sent. Nikolai Koloff into retirement and broke the back of a jobber, Joel Thorman, paralyzing for a few hours. Arcade Vader lost this thing in the finale at the King of Cable Tournament two days later. Vader defeated Simmons by taking advantage of Simmons to regain the heavyweight championship on March of 1993. Vader lost the world thing in London, England six days later. He regained the title in a rematch in Dublin, Ireland in a few weeks. Vader defended it against Davy Boy Smith and Dustin Rhodes. In late February 1993, White signed an eight-day contract with the Union of Wrestling Force International, where he competed as Super Vader due to legal issues he could not use the Big Van Vader name. By December 1993, he was also named Vader in the state. 
for a few years. The Best of the World Tournament, which started April 3rd and ended August 18, 1994, which Vader defeated Salman, Hash, and semifinals, Vader defeated Kashi Tamarinamaru and Namapaku Tanaka to the finals to win the title. He later left the promotion in a financial dispute. Upon returning to WCW, Vader defeated Cactus Jack <laughs> in April 17th episode of Saturday Night during the night. Kofi knows needed 27 stitches for his face. The match was heavily headed for the broadcast as W did not do us eating. Match fourth Vader powerbomb Jack into a floor of the ring assaulting Jack something like Lost in his left leg. Sent Jack into retirement. Jack repaired into the meantime. Vader began to be with new rival David Boy Smith. They met a slumberie made for the world title. Vader and Sid Vicious formed a partnership and called themselves the Master of the Powerbomb. They faced off with Smith and Mr. Singh. Following Jackson's cack, feud was restarted. Halloween Havoc faced Vader and his death match. Jack stood up a series of turn moves in the match, but Vader won when Harley Race stunned Jack for the Cactus Frog down for the 10 count on March 16, 1994. Foley lost his right ear with a match Vader in Germany. Foley's head became trapped in the ropes, which was intention causing her ear to be tore off. Vader was originally scheduled to face Skid, Sid Vicious at Starcade, the real life. This mile of Vicious after Arn Anderson stabbed him in England, however, forced WCW quick replacement. Which I'll place Ric Flair in the match because it was in Charlotte, North Carolina, in his hometown. Vader did not take player seriously, but they agreed to put the career on line against Vader's title. Vader dominated, but race with the role of Vader's third world championship reign. Vader continued to feud with Flair with Super Brawl, where Flair once again defeated Vader in the Thundercade match. Vader then feuded with the boss, defeating him at Spring Spanish uh, also faces Sting at San Bree for the Intercontinental World Heavyweight Championship. Sting requested the match rather than be awkward in the title. Vader defeated Dustin Rose and earned his opportunity to face the United States Heavyweight Championship Jim Duggan in Starcade title with the aid of Duggan's 2 4 2 by 4 to win the United States Heavyweight Championship. In January 1995, Vader had to end his lines with Harley Race because in real life, Race was involved in a crash and he left WCW. Vader confronted the World Heavyweight Championship. Hawk Hogan informed him that he could not avoid the monster. The two met a Super Brawl with Vader managing the kick out of Hogan's leg drop. One, the referee was knocked out before Vader hit the Vader bomb on Hogan. Rick Flair 
ran to the ring, made the three count, attacked Hogan, resulting in Vader's disqualification. A rematch signed a strap match for the uncensored pay-per-view. Flair once again intervened, this time to drag the void and to cause Vader the match. Aided by Hogan, he touched all four turnbuckle pads. Vader was stripped of the United States Heavyweight Championship April 23rd, 1995 for violent offenses. However, Vader gained another opportunity to win the Heavyweight Championship. Back to the beach at still cage match. Inspired with Kevin Sullivan and Dungeon of Doom to cage before the encounter, which Vader lost when Hogan escaped the cage. And uh, Vader asked for assistance, Dungeon of Doom, asking him to join him, Randy Savage, and sing for war, war games. Vader complied. The storyline never developed shortly after Vader was fired from WCW. He was involved in locker room brawl with Paul Orndorff. The video at Wrestling World January 3rd, Vader had a first post WCW match facing the man. Four winning streak. Vader had ended over eight years. Antonio Inaki talked to him over 50 years at the time. But the match lasted there 14 minutes before Anaki won the match. In weeks leading up to Royal Rumble, Vader's debut was highly on television was built as a man they called Vader. Although Vince McMahon had really wanted to name him the Macedon, which made his first WWF a participant in the Rumble match. He entered at number 13 and eliminated Jake Roberts, Dub Gilbert, a member of squat team, Salvia Vega. He fought with his ally, Yokozuna. Vader was eliminated by Shawn Michaels before he entered the ring and assaulting everyone, including Michaels. Vader defeated Vega and following Monday Night Raw for assaulting WWE officials. Eventually, WWE President Gorilla Monsoon demands Vader increase his attack. Jim Cornette, by the time Vader returned, Vader had his Cornette's management at February in your house six against British Bulldog. Yokozuna was about to pin Bulldog when Vader attacked him, handcuffed him, delivered a severe beating. The line was Jake Roberts, Yokozuna team one. He was Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker. Vader attacked WWE. Shawn Michaels won his Michaels match. Vader's in your house, Owen Hart teamed up against Ahmed Johnson. Cycle said Vader pinned Michaels to win the match. Vader faced Michaels at by count out. Cornette, however, realized that the title could not change hands for counter. But the match restarted. This time, Michaels used Cornette's tennis racket was disqualified against Matt managed to get the match turned over. Finally, Michaels scored a pinfall over Vader. Following this feud with Michaels, Vader faced against off the Undertaker in a singles match for a rumble. During the Undertaker's former manager, Paul Bearer, attacked him. Um, both Vader and the Undertaker went on to compete for a match during Steve Austin's limited pressure. However, the referees did not see this. They were trying to Terry Funk, Mankind.
last season departure, Vader again received an opportunity to face on Hager this time. WWF by in your house 16 Canadian Stampede, but lost. On the following night, Raw, Vader wrestled the Patriot. Pedro won the match. Then went after Bret Hart. Vader attacked the Patriot, then brought him into the ring where he went for the Vader bomb. Hart came into the ring, laid the Canadian flag over the Patriot. Vader got up. Got down, picked up the game, they broke it, so brawl with heart. And this turned in to a feud with Bret Hart. All Japan, Pro Wrestling, and Pro Wrestling Noah. Leaving WBF, went to AJPW, quarantine with his old friend Stan Hansen, who made it to the finals of the 1998 World Strongest. Then he went to TNA on February 19, 2003. He appeared, told Donald uh, TNA to defeat Dusty Rose who was fighting with the Harris brothers. He won a tag team match. He returned to the WWE in 2005. Circuit and his retirement 2005-2007. Made a return to Japan. It's a wrestling show. He worked as Big Van Vader, including match against Mojo and Dan Moff, with Mike Awesome as tag team partner, and he faced Brutus Beefcake. Turned to wrestling 2010 to present. I think we're at his last match. On June 2000, or June 24, 2015, Turned to TNA on Impact against Bram, Matt Morgan. So apparently he still wrestles, still wrestles independent. That's all I got on Big Van Vader. What do you guys think of Big Bad Big Van Vader? Uh, well, uh, personally, Vader is you know, one of the best um, big men up there in the world of pro, pro wrestling. Um, of course, some of his legendary feuds, like we said, everybody from Sting to uh, <clears throat> Yokozuna, Shawn Michaels, uh, of course, Hulk Hogan. Um, some of his best ones, of course, Bash at the Beach. Uh, what was it, 90, 95, I think, uh, where they had it out there on Huntington Beach, the cage match. Uh, that was a great... That was a great uh, Great match there. Um, <clears throat> of course, uh, I thought his his um, uh, one time only thing, you know, uh, defeating Heath Slater, uh, on, uh, going towards the one thousand episode of Raw um, two or three years ago, I thought that was the most he, that proved that he's still able to go. Um, you know, despite like I said, being being up there, I'm sure in age. But still had the power to, you know, able, able to perform. I said the Vader bomb, you know, kind of remind me of Yokozuna doing the bonsai thing, but with a different effect. Uh, Vader's he Vader is another one I think we've talked about many times that he deserves definitely deserves a spot in the WWE Hall of Fame. My personal opinion, uh, but uh, overall, Vader's a tremendous tremendous talent here in pro wrestling. Yes, I agree. 
And uh, Gerard, John, he was a place machine. John Gross has made it on the chat box. Um, he actually commented on it. He said, think about it. Vader and Yokozuna, if it didn't feel back in 96, they would have been an awesome tag team in 96, and no team could have touched them. Yes, uh, that would have been a great team. And uh, let's hear from our other man here. Well, when you talk about Vader, I mean, you can say he had great matches with uh, Sting. He had great matches with Flair. Of course, Starkey 93 being a great match there. Uh, he deserves, like you said, a spot in the Hall of Fame, and hopefully he will get into the Hall of Fame. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Gerard, if, if, if I may, sir, uh, John has pulled up some wrestling history and birthdays for today, if I can if Yeah, I can go read. ahead. Okay. All right. <clears throat> for December the 5th, on this date, uh, 18 years ago, I do believe that was 1990, let's see. 97. Okay, thank you very much. Doug Furness and Philip LaFond defeated the FBI to win the ECW Tag Team Titles. And on this day, 2004, Macho Man Randy Savage wrestled his final match in NWA TNA when he teamed it with AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy to, to defeat the Kings of Wrestling. Now, that was, um, correct me if I'm wrong, the Kings of Wrestling at the time was Jeff Jarrett and Hall and Nash. Is that mm. correct? I think so. I'm not sure. I think so. Okay. All right. Okay. Also, also at the same time, America's Most Wanted defeated Triple X in a six sides of steel tag team match. Also on this date, a year later, 2005, the best brawl ending ever. Uh, <clears throat> Vince McMahon took out the trash when he fired Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff after the court trial. Yes, okay. Okay. Also on this day, 2012, despite going under the knife for emergency knee surgery, CM Punk surpassed John Cena's 380-day reign to become the longest-reigning WWE champion. Punk, of course, continued to run the record for 434 days before being defeated by The Rock at the Royal Rumble in 2013. Uh, there is one birthday to report, uh, and J.D., this is right in your neck of the woods here. Uh, happy 64th birthday to the living legend, Larry Zbysko. Yes. Yes, okay. And also, John noted here, sitting close to home here, one of our WCWS friends, Kendrick's birthday is today. Oh, nice. So we have saying happy birthday out there from everyone here in the radio network, too, Kendrick. We hope you have a good one. Um, and, and Gerard, John has made a request if he could do tomorrow's as well. Yes, uh, go ahead. Okay, John, go ahead and start listening for December the 6th. He did verify that, yes, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Jared, Jeff Jarrett were known as the Kings of Wrestling. When uh, <clears throat> when, they, when they were defeated by, like I said, Randy Savage, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles. Okay, here we go right here for, for tomorrow night, for tomorrow, December the 6th, at Capital Carnage, 
and of course, in say 1998, Capital Carnage presented the United Kingdom exclusive pay-per-view. The main event featured the favorite four-way match between Steve Austin, Mankind, Undertaker, and Kane, with the boss man, big boss man, as a special guest referee, and Austin won the contest. Also, Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Psychosis to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Who are you talking to? Yeah, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm just. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm waiting on him just to to bring, to bring it to pop up everything here to us. Yeah, oh. that happened. That happened a year later on this date, 1999. <clears throat> Also on this day in 2002, Lex Luger defeated Sting to win the vacated WWA World Heavyweight title. Okay, I didn't know Luger was still wrestling around that time. Uh, Also on this day in 2003, another wrestling death, Jerome T-U-I-T-E. But anyway, he was better known in WCW as The Wall passed away of a heart attack. I remember that. Yeah, me too. Also, Raw featured the main event in 2004 when Lita took on Trish Stratus and won the WWE Women's title. This was the last time a Divas match was in the main event slot on Raw. So that happened before, apparently. I did not know that. Hmm. Also, on this day, 2010, the unlikely duo of Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov won the WWE Tag Team titles. Yeah, I vaguely remember that too. And today would have been the 81st birthday of the late Nick Bockwinkle. Well, tomorrow I should say, John, you're, you're thinking tomorrow, right? Tomorrow would have been his birthday, right? Then make sure. Okay, so yeah, tomorrow would have been Nick Bockwinkle's 81st birthday. And Jonathan, that's all he has here for tonight. Uh, Gerard, I turn it back to you, my friend. Well, thank you, my friend. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's do... Each of us will do... uh, WCW US Revisited Moment. Oh. We'll start with JD. All right. We're going to turn the clock back to a great moment here, and I was going to use this, however. I'm, I'm still going to. I have another moment to save for Tuesday, but this one's going to put a smile on everyone's face. The date, Sunday, April 13th, 1997, the ECW's first ever barely legal pay-per-view. Oh. 
I mean, it was held at the legendary ECW arena, as we all know, on Swanson and Rittner Street. I have this DVD. It is a great DVD. And it was quite a show that night. I mean, this is considering the fact, however, that one time, however, mind you, they were not supposed to even air their pay-per-view after what had happened due to an incident that occurred in November 1996 that was known as Mass Transit. And I'm sure you guys all heard about that incident. I think I I do, yes. Should I refresh everyone's memory? Um, Yeah, go ahead. Okay. The mass transit was an incident that occurred in November of 1996 at the Wonderland Ballroom in Revere, Massachusetts. It involved Eric Kulos, an aspiring pro wrestler under the name, to be accidentally bleeding too deeply by New Jack at the Gangsters during a tag team matchup. As a result, two of Kulos' arteries were severed. He bled and passed out and needed to be escorted out of the arena with medical attention. Further controversy arose when it came to light that Coolis had lied to ECW owner Booker Paul Heyman about his age and pro wrestling training. As a result, however, Coolis, of course, would pass away, however, in 2002, sadly, however, due to complications from gastric bypass surgery stemming from his weight, however. But at the time, however, when the accident occurred, however, mind you, however, he, Axel Ron was scheduled to work a tag team matchup with Devon against the gangsters, New Jack and Mustafa, but could not compete due to a family emergency. He later stated it was because Paul Heyman did not buy him a plane ticket and he was not going to drive to Boston. Eric Kulos, who had just turned 17, told Heyman that he was 19 and was trained to wrestle, which he was not, and convinced Heyman to fill in for Ron by lying that he had been trained by Killer Kowalski. Prior to the matchup, however, Kulos asked New Jack to bleed him since he had never done it before himself, and New Jack agreed. During the matchup, however, mind you, however, mind you, Steve on New Jack brought outside the ring while Mustafa and the young man brought inside the ring. The end of the match saw New Jack blay Kulos with an exacto knife, but accidentally cut too deep and severed two arteries in his forehead. As a result, however, Kulos immediately passed out as the blood was spraying out of his head like a fountain. As a result, the match was never televised, but ECW fan cam was on hand to record the event, however, and afterwards New Jack asked Kulos if you're alright. Kulos, of course, did not respond, and as a result, his father yelled, however, at the outlaws, or should I say, the gangsters, to ring the bell, ring the bell, he's 17. New Jack quickly, however, got a little racial here and said, I don't care if the MF or dies. He's white. I don't like white people. I don't like people from Boston. I'm the wrong person to mess with. As a result, three weeks later, Request TV, which was going to be hosting the ECW pay-per-view, pulled the pay-per-view from their network and told Heyman it was not going to happen. As a result, our Heyman pleaded and fought and argued this for the next few months, however. But by the middle of March of 1997, despite that the controversy still was hanging over this uh, whole story, however, they got their ECW television show back on, however. But instead of having it at 7 o'clock p.m. like they were supposed to that Sunday night, however, they were told that they would be forced to go back to 9 o'clock instead. Of course, the Dudleys, of course, would... The Dudleys, meanwhile, however, would be in the first matchup, of course, at the ECW pay-per-view, however, mind you. 
And as a result, they would take on the Eliminators, the men that they had actually won the titles on three weeks before, Coronas and Saturn. Other matches included Lance Van, Lance, I said Lance Van Dam, I meant to say Lance Storm and Rob Van Dam, in which Rob Van Dam originally was not supposed to be on the card. Chris Candido was supposed to be in, but he unfortunately could not compete due to a biceps injury. As a result, Candido, of course, uh, and Van Dam would find out later on, however, that Rob Van Dam was on his way to the WWF Hour and be called Mr. Money Nice. He sold out ECW and betrayed them. One of the better matches of the night, however, is a great six-person tag. I suggest you watch if you've never seen it. It involved three guys from Talk um, Minchinoku Pro Wrestling, included Talk Minchinoku, Terry Boy, and Dick Togo, taking on the great Suzuki, Grand Hamada, and Masasato Yakeshiji. Shows you how I know a little Japanese there. <laughs> Replacing the Grand Noir. But one of the better matches of the night, however, was the semi-main event and the big main event. Taz and Sabu tearing down the building was definitely one of the best grudge matches of the entire night. And it did not disappoint whatsoever. And then, of course, the big main event. Oh, yeah. Did I, Shorty? Sorry about that. My nieces are over for the night, guys. They're staying over tonight. And, of course, the big main event pitted Terry Funk taking on Sandman Stevie Richards. And as a result, he would be named the new number one contender winning the spot to take on Raven, the heavyweight champion of ECW, and would pull off the miracle of miracles that night. All told, on a scale of 1 to 10, I have to give the show at least an 8.5 to a 9. So that's my uh, moment in history. There you go. Very good, J.D. Thank you. Yeah, do you want to go next? Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, let me, uh, let me see, let me ponder one here. And I've been thinking, of course, while J.D. was talking about his. Uh, I'm going to turn it back a little ways. Uh, let me see. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, of course, uh, I don't recall I don't recall the date. I'll have to go back and look it up. I saw this on the uh, Best of Sting DVD that came out uh, last year. Very good DVD, by the way. Um, Sting's first championship ever, which would be the NWA World TV title. Of course, he wrestled against the, uh, Mike Rotundo, who was at, at that time a member of the Varsity Club, uh, represented by Kevin Sullivan, uh, Steve Williams, of course everyone knows of Dr. Death, and also uh, Danny Spivey, of course everyone knows of Dangerous Danny Spivey. Uh, of course, in addition, for the, in addition to the NWA World TV title being on the line, uh, $10,000 in cash in a bag was also on the line as well. This was a very high-paced match. Uh, like I said, this was, of course, you got to remember, this was back in the 80s. This was the early part of Steve's career. Uh, he was, uh, of course, still donning the colorful tights and the blonde hair. Uh, uh, Rotundo, um, um, with his unique skills, you know, he, he, did, he did not disappoint either. And, and, uh, and, and uh, of course, uh, talking about... Uh, <clears throat> to talking about raw action, um, uh, it was like it was kind of a back and forth thing. I mean, 
Sting would get in a few moves, and of course Rotunda would also bring in a few moves as well. But uh, uh, what really, you know, got really what really got going. I think the Varsity Club was a, was attempt, making some sort of attempt to at, on outside uh, to double team Sting. But of course, after prognosis in the back, uh, Lex Luger and R- Ricky the Dragon Steamboat came out to support Sting, and of course backed up, backed him up and made sure that Danny Spivey or Steve Williams or Kevin Sullivan would not get involved in the match. There was one, there was one altercation uh, going towards the uh, towards the end of the match that Sting had uh, Rotundo in the, I believe it was the Scorpion Death Lock. Um, and then I think uh, Luger and had Luger and Steamboat distracted, and all of a sudden Kevin Sullivan jumped into the ring and bopped Sting in the back of the head, thereby uh, Sting releasing the hold on Rotunda, and Rotunda uh, feeling he had the match won. Uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, only got a two count on that, but uh, getting toward towards the end there. Uh, uh, Sting did a rolled up on Rotunda and boom one two three. Everyone everyone felt even the, uh, the commentators Jim Ross and Michael Hayes at the time felt that he held up to the tights. I mean they were still I don't think it was ever reversed, but Sting uh, went with the help of Steamboat and Luger uh, got out of the ring, not only picking up the NWA TV belt but also of course a big bag with ten thousand dollars worth of cash in it. I thought that this was like I said like you said his. his a very sweet victory here for Sting. Uh, of course, like I said, uh, you know, really gained a lot of respect from, you know, especially men like Steamboat and Luger, for him to come out and, and back him up and all that against all odds. And all he knew that he was going to get about to get double teamed by the varsity club. But all in all, I say that Sting's first title victory was, in fact, one of his uh, best matches of his career. Yes, sir. And if I may, J. Uh, Gerard, uh, Gregory Kramer, Big Diesel, has joined us on the chat box. He's saying hello to everyone. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Greg. All right. I got a moment. <clears throat> Here it is. Uh, it's the curtain call. The click uh, together for the last time. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall left to go to WCW, and Triple H uh, caught the heat for that one. They all hugged after the show, after they all fought each other, and it was not uh, good with Vince McMahon, and it kind of broke Keeble. but uh, it was a great moment in my eyes. But uh, what do you guys think about it? Uh, that was, uh, of course, like I said, an infamous moment in the history of pro wrestling. Like you said, um, you know, uh, Nash and Hall would be, of course, leaving to go to come to WCW. Of course, start the NWO storyline. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels, I think, uh, uh, you know, taking. Time, time away from a little bit, and Triple H, you know, that stand at the time, you know, a very stand-up guy, you know, taking the rap for taking the rap for for that incident that took place. I mean, um, you know, I, I mean, I mean, 
prior, as I said before, the you know the Montreal screw job. I mean, you got to you think that this was a, this was a very controversial moment in the history of professional wrestling. Yes, it was. JD, anything to say about this moment? I still have a moan, Gerard. I don't, um, uh, unless, uh, away. yeah. Uh, Gregory did, John did say it was one of his favorite moments as well. Uh, we're talking about the, yes, the infamous current call MSG pre Monday Night War Days. It made wrestling history. I mean, I would have to agree with that. No doubt. Yeah. All right. Does John have a moment he'd like to share? Uh, John, yeah. Uh, let me see. John, do you have one of you like to, to share with us tonight? An uh, infamous moment? Uh, now, Gerard, I might let you talk about this one, the CM Punk pipe bomb. Yeah, that was a a great moment. Uh, Shocked the world. Yes, June 27, 2011. Hmm. Was this the one where he was sitting on stage and he was wearing a Stone Cold t-shirt and he started just talking? Yeah. That's okay. Okay. And he became more notorious for that each time. Yeah, he did so. But of course, I cannot. We cannot deny the fact that he, you know, he kicked. He kicked some butt in the WWE. Um, yeah, he, just, he, uh, he had a great career and. Uh, I said nothing bad about him. He's got a big ass beard on now, though. I've seen a picture of him. Mm hmm. Without a doubt. Yeah, his UFC career goes. And I heard heard that he's supposed to be wrestling under his own name, as a matter of fact, too. Competing, I should say. Well, I guess, yeah. I figured he might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I figured he would, uh, you know, maybe for a nickname he would put Punk or something, but maybe I don't think he can use it or something. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. Because, uh, boy, you see him Punk all his career in ROH and everything. So I think he owns it, does he not? Well, if he did have it somewhere else, then, yeah, I would think so. Well, he had it in ROH. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like Terry Balea owns the Hulk Hogan name, pretty much. Right. Maybe he wanted to do the whole uh, Phil Brooks for the USC to make more real, right? Yeah, I would think so. Well, I hope he's training, and I hope he can uh, show a good show. 
I absolutely hope so too. Um, uh, JD, have you back on? Yeah, yeah. I just had something here. Yeah. Um, uh, Gerard had uh, uh, forgive me, Gerard. Um, I'll I'll help. I'll give you a hand here, but man, I'll set the stage here. Gerard's moment was the infamous curtain call from MSG during the right before, of course, when he knows was prior to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, of course, leaving for the WCW, of course, starting the NWO angle, and Triple H pretty much taking the whole blame for it. Uh, uh, we've already given our thoughts and opinions about it. Uh, what, what's your take on it? One of the craziest, one of the wildest, and probably one of the most controversial things in wrestling history yet it's still talked about 20 years later. It is still one of the greatest moments ever, I feel. I mean, you can't blame Hall and Nash for uh, leaving WWE. I mean, as much as they wanted to stay, however, and they even said they wanted to stay, Vince could just not re-sign them. I mean, but uh, the thing that kind of sucked, if you want to call it that, however, is that Triple H ended up becoming the fall guy in all this, however, and he had to start back from the bottom up and work his way back to the top, if you will. I mean, he had something going good for him at the time, and... They cut. They just basically sawed off the legs, so to speak. I mean, they couldn't do anything with Shawn Michaels because Shawn was champion, and Hall and Nash were on their way down back to WCW. I mean, it was a tough break, no pun intended, but uh, it is still talked about as one of the most unique incidents in history, and I think it will still be talked about for many more years to come. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with that. Yes, I'd have to agree also. And we had just gotten work through Facebook, Gerard. I will let you know that uh, our resident independent wrestler, Rhonda Rush Wright, would call in, but she's still a little bit under the weather tonight. All right. Well, uh, we'll all wish her uh, happy recovery and rest up, Rush. Better days yes. ahead. Absolutely. John, have a moment or no? Well, that the CM Punk power bomb. Oh yeah, pie, right. Pie, yeah. Pie, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the CM Punk pipe. The, the, the power bomb. I would say power bomb. <laughs> power bomb pipe bomb. The
No. Yeah, I did the ECW one. Oh, yeah, all right, okay. Just checking. Yep. Um, all right. Um, did Greg have a moment or no, Jack? Um, I, um, no, he has not. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. He just now popped one up here. And this is his words, and uh, Gerard, I think this might be something up your alley. I'm, I, I think you'll love to talk about this. When Hogan went bad. Well, holy hell, yeah, we'll talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> the biggest heel turn in history, in my eyes. Yeah. We talked about this the other night on uh, WCW Revisited. Bash at the Beach, 1996. Hulk Hogan came down. We all thought he was going to save WCW. And all of a sudden, he turned on everybody. And then, after, he told everyone to stick it. <laughs> 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 and man, the fans were pissed off. They threw in like so much trash, and uh, oh man, they were they were riled up. Yeah, you guys can talk about an eye. I already said my piece. Well, of course, this was another infamous moment that changed pro wrestling history. Uh, what more can we say? Because it was the birth, technically, of one of the most infamous uh, stables in all of professional wrestling. Uh, kind of, one, kind of actually part of uh, what started the Attitude Era in professional wrestling. Uh, we talked about this a while back, you know that, you know, it was just limited to the WWF at the time. Of course, WCW and ECW were all, were all you know, had made their contributions to the Attitude Era. And this right here was, I'm sure, a big chunk of it right there. Of course, WCW's technically their contribution to it. You know, when Hogan dropped the leg on Randy Savage and all of a sudden, boom, the NWO was forged and born and it grew. And it uh, you had everything... Uh, I mean, everyone just, you know, donning the black and white. Of course, the infamous logo there, NWO, New World Order. And it grew and it grew and grew. It's still popular today, of course. Also, I guess you can safely say in the in, in the hearts of everyone here in the radio network, especially, most of all, we should say, in the, in the heart of our host here tonight, King, N, King NWO. Gerard T. Smith. That's right. I'll never let it die. It lives on for life. (laughs) J.D., your take on when Hogan went bad. Well, we talked about it last Tuesday on Wrestling Revisited. I mean... And I'll say it again, that's what launched the Monday Night War and 
basically live. I mean, it was back and forth. Very first year that they were competing. However, well, once Hall and Nash showed up from WWE, however, back to WCW, however, and started the whole NWO thing, however, and then they got Hogan in the fold, however, it shot off like it wasn't like anything brewing. It just exploded like a volcano, and it just started to take everything and anyone with it, however, for the ride of their lives into the next two years or however long it lasted, however. I mean, they were the top and the kings of Monday Night Hour, and they put Vince McMahon in the WWE on notice right then and there. Indeed. Because I even remember, and Gerard, I'm sure you may remember this interview that Hogan did a while back. When you know he was talking about how it all came about, Eric Bischoff had the idea said, "Well, you're talking about all, for years of training the prayers and vitamins. Let's say you did it for the money." And the Hogan, and actually Hogan went, "Ooh, that might work." And so that's how it happened. That's right. Uh, and he did do it for the money, and. Then he lost all his money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing, too, is, however, I mean, in the Bischoff book, Controversy Creates Cash, however, uh, Eric talks about how Hogan approached him, however, and Bischoff talked to him about him being heel, and he told Hogan, and Hogan told him flat out, brother, I'm already there. Sign me up. Even though they were talking about Bret Hart, they were talking about Sting, maybe joining them, Paul Nash, however, they needed something else, however, and they got their wish, and Sure enough, that nine-day tone, it was one of the most surreal, ugly scenes around, however, but it was also a blessing, in a way. And we talked about it Tuesday, J.D. I don't yes. think if anybody else joined the NWO with Paul and Nash, it would have worked. I oh, I agree. Made it mesh, and it mm. made it work. I don't think if, like, uh, HBK or... No. Macho Man or Sting or anybody joined Mm-mm. it, it wouldn't have lasted as long and it wouldn't have worked. Right, I agree, and I said the same thing Tuesday, and I'm saying again here tonight. I agree 100 percent with you. I think because the way Hogan exited '95, like going into '96, I think WCW was tired of the same old shtick with him with the prayers, the vitamins, and the training. He had uh, actually burned copies of Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer on pay-per-view. A lot of people felt that Hogan was leaning towards the dark side, but they weren't kind of buying into it, even though he had just lost to the Giant at Halloween Havoc. And then by Starcade, however, he wasn't on the card. And I think that started the snowball effect, because I think by early January, I think that's when I heard Bischoff start talking with him and say, hey, we got to change up your image. we got to do something with you. I know right now you're still the champ and everything like that, and you've taken on all the big names like Ric Flair and uh, the Giant and all these guys. You lost to them and won against him, but we need to change your image. I mean, what can we do with you, or what can you tell us that you want us to do in order to keep you around, Howard, even though we're giving you this big money, Howard, and we're putting you in big, high-profile lists? What do we have to do to please you? And I think Hogan and WCW were at a crossroads at that time, but once Hall and Nash did the quick farewell in the MSG Garden, Howard, and they were on their way back to WCW, however, I think that's when a ball went off, and Bischoff had said, hmm, Okay, let me see if I can talk to him again and see if I can work with him. And that's when I think he uh, asked Hogan if he would be willing to turn heel. And that's when Hogan said, brother, I'm on board right away. Because I think 
Hall and Nash, like I said, were very unhappy, as I said earlier, with the whole, uh, when you did the Click Farewell, and they talked about it in the Click DVD, too, however, even though they wanted to stay, however, I think Bischoff and them gave him something with less dates, less travel, to be more home with your family, and I think that's when suddenly, however, they figured, okay, as much as we want to stay and be a part of something here in WWE and challenge WCW, maybe we should take a look at this offer and see what we can get and what our beak a little. And sure enough, they did more than with their beak. They jumped into the pool full force ahead and said, I'll take the money. And as Scott Hall said many times in DVDs I've heard, however, of the NWO, you're either there to make friends or make some money. I mean, he's already got the friends and now I like the money. And sure enough, he got the money. And once he told Kevin Nash how much he was getting paid, Nash started at the floor too and, I think as much as he wanted to stay, and he even told Vince this, however, he just he realized that Scott was getting a good bit of bank, however, and he says, okay, I'll jump in with you as well. Where's my cut of the uh, percentage? You know, I'll take it with you, and we'll do it together. Because we're not going to go out like this. We're not going to stay here. I mean, as much as we want to stay here, we want to do something and maybe be home with our families more instead of being on the road all the time. And that's why they got their pay uh, reduced in half and, that's why they became very successful in a big way. Very good thoughts, uh, J.D. Thank you. Oh, Gerard, Chad's got something to tell you that's actually going to be very, very funny. And I just did this a few minutes ago, and I think you're going to get a big, big chuckle out of this. I mean, I saw this recently, and I'll let Chad tell you the story. This this is going to make you absolutely howl with laughter. I mean, I know it made me howl. Oh, yes. Um, um, uh, something that was on, on, uh, on uh, I got to go back and find it. Um, it's on JD's uh, wall, uh, yeah. and 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 JD, you can um, actually uh, okay uh, 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 correct me if I if I talk about the wrong thing here. I'll help you out, no problem. Uh, uh, I, it was something that was posted on Monday, I think, uh, on yeah. your page, talking about it was talking about Gerard. It was talking about the game between the Baltimore Ravens and Cleveland Browns. Um, the Ravens had defeated the Cleveland Browns. No, 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 not that, Chad. The Christmas party one. Christmas party one. It's on your wall? Yeah, I'll explain it. What it is, I got this, and I want to think, uh, I just read this, Who I'm not friends with this person, but she posted, her name is Lily Ramberger, and what it is, it's a Christmas party, no cheating, you have to fill in the names of the first ten people in your tag list, LOL. There's top ten things, like, one of them is running around topless singing Jingle Bells, Spike the Punch and drank most of it, dancing on the desk singing Can't Touch This, making prank calls on the office phone, spinning around an office chair screaming, locked in the bathroom hugging the toilet, passed out under the desk, sitting on the copier making Christmas cards, throwing fruitcake at people outside, and kicking fake Santa. Well, I came up with my own answers on these lists. And you guys, I mean, I'm not... I'm doing this as a joke, just to have fun with you guys, because I love you guys, and this is so fun, all of you guys, and this is what I got with my answers. So I think you're going to love this. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, number 10, kicking the fake Santa. Chad, I think you're going to get a hoot out of this. So you, Gerard. I picked Anne-Marie Reckenbach at number 10. Number 9, throwing <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you think for one second she would kick a Santa? You got out of your mind, man. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. That's all right. Go Number ahead. nine, throwing fruitcake at people outside. Captain Dave Spieler. <laughs> number number eight, sitting on the copier making Christmas cards, Ralph Atkinson. <laughs> number yeah. seven, uh, passed out under the desk, our own Jeff Teeters. <laughs> Six, hugging the toilet, JML. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is good. John, I don't mean to offend you on this next one. You're going to get a laugh out of this guy. It's the best one. Spinning around in the office chair screaming, John Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number four, making prank calls from the office phone. Our own independent wrestler, Ronda Rush Wright. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, dancing on this desk scene. Can't touch this. Yes, try our own good friend, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) They can't dance, man. (laughs) Number two, spike the punch and drink most of it. Gerard, I picked you, buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And and this this is going to really make you laugh. Uh, Running around topless singing Jingle Bells, sorry, I've got to say it, our Black Widow, Michelle Lynn (laughs) Dodds. So there you go. Those are my top ten. Oh Lord, how mercy! Uh, uh, Gerard Big Diesel Gregory Kramer has now made it on the call. He's on the line. I got right. I'll be right back. I'll be I'll be right back, guys. Hold okay. I'll be right back. Oh God. Uh, hey Greg, what's going on? Ah, uh, nothing much. I had work today. I hear ya. Uh, I, um, Gerard, do you want me to tell him, or, uh, do you want him, do you want to tell him? What's that? For what? The Hack Myers thing? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Greg, I don't know if you heard or not, uh, Hack Myers, the former ECW wrestler who had a brain tumor back in November, and who last night, after the show, I talked to Rob Feinstein very briefly from RF Video, posted it. Uh, on his Facebook wall, and I wrote to him shortly before midnight after the show last night, uh, gave us an update on Hack Myers' condition. Uh, he was in a coma, apparently, and earlier today, sad to say, just two days before his 42nd birthday, sad to say, unfortunately, is no longer with us. As he passed away tonight at the age of 41. Oh, wow. I, I did see that on Facebook we, uh, just like a couple hours ago. Rob posted it. Yeah, I saw right before we came on tonight, and I told Chad and Gerard, and uh, we did a brief moment of silence before the show, as the show started tonight. Uh, plus, uh, Gerard gave us some great insight on Vader, and uh, we were doing Wrestling Revisited as well. We had some good ones tonight. Uh, Gerard, yours was on the click, right? Yeah. Okay, I did the ECW first pay-per-view, and then Chad did... What was it, Chad's... Uh, what was Chaz? Do you remember, Gerard? No, did he? No. I can't. I can't remember. Um, that's so. That's what we've been up to tonight, though. Oh wow! It's been a good Saturday night. Yeah. Oh 
You had to excuse me what JD told me a minute ago. I almost crapped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> JD, send that thing to me. All right, I gotta find it. I I just had it, so I'll I'll be sending it right now. Hold on. Okay. okay. And uh, and uh, and what are we what are we doing now, Gerard? We are going to do wicked fantasy matchups. Oh yeah. And I'm going to pick. Gregory is up first. Wow. Uh, uh, my first fantasy match is going to be... I, I put this guy on my Christmas tree. I, it's uh, Scott Hall. Versus... We did send us a picture of that. Yeah. I, my brother just posted a picture of my Christmas tree I, I gotta, I gotta post it. I gotta add it to my site. Scott Hall versus Sting. Oh. Chad, you go first. Okay. Uh, great match here. Uh, the ultimate rematch, of course, I'm sure from WCW. Um, the ultimate in the in the feud between WCW and NWO. Uh, <coughs> well, as as our host always does, um, and don't mean to steal your line here, Gerard, but uh, give this a little bit of a try. And if I get this wrong, if I if I screw this up, you can come kick my hind end later. Uh, <laughs> uh, bad times don't lie, but bad guys do. Hey yo, Scott Hall. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go along and say, Hey yo. Scott Hall. <laughs> Gregory, you want to pick? Uh, Scott Hall all the way. JD? I will say the same. I will take Scott Hall as well. Uh, John, if you want to type in who you pick, Scott will say it. And John's saying the same thing. So it's a queen, a queen, a queen. Oh, fuck. A queen, queen. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> Hold on. It's the queen, queen. For the bad guy. Scott Hall. Oh, damn. JD, what's your pick? Or what's your not pick? What's your matchup? All right, my match will be, let's see, we're going to go with Bailey versus AJ. Oh. oh. Damn, the hugs could go on forever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the hugging and the squeezing and everything. <laughs> <laughs> 
you can pick, Bray. Okay, uh, great, great, uh, great physical match here. Uh, uh, not that physical, guys. Hold on, man. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not yet. Anyway, oh, okay. Uh, uh, that happens. That's, that's a celebration. That's the match. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, uh, you know, I think the experience factor comes into play here. Um, but when AJ thinks she has Bailey beat, Bailey comes back and rolls her up for the one, two, three, and then afterwards, and also in your own words, Gerard, H L A. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hot lesbian action. <laughs> well, I gotta say Bailey for the win. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go along with you and say Bailey, or no, it's not Bailey. It's belly, belly to Belly, I think it's called. Yeah, Belly to Bailey, yeah. Bell, belly to Belly, Bailey to Belly to Belly. Fuck. That's <laughs> <laughs> whatever. She gets the win, anyways. What a, what a belly, anyway. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am going to take uh, Bailey because she's going to have Izzy with her, her super fan. Alrighty then, uh, Gregory. I got to go with AJ Lee. AJ Brooks, yeah, sure, that works. And John says the same thing. He says AJ. Damn you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, so, Gregory went. Who all went? Uh, I know I went. Greg went. Big. And he went. Okay, Chad, it's your turn. My turn? Okay. Uh, hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to do... This is going to be kind of interesting, guys, because we talked about this before Revolution started last night. The three things that JD had on his wall about which 80 superstar are you or which WWE superstar are you and which diva are you. Okay. I am going to put place... Test and Albert and Trish Stratus, of course, TNA with and Trish Stratus, of course. That was a uh, <clears throat> infamous mixed uh, tag team right there. And they will do battle against the three superstars that was chosen for me uh, through this thing last night. The Macho Man Randy Savage, Roman Reigns, and Summer Rae. Oh. Yeah. guess I can go ahead and go and I'll say believe it or not I'm not taking my, my team because the only one I liked out of the three anyway was Macho Man 
<laughs> so I gotta go with TNA and Trish. <laughs> and I'm going to go with TNA as well. I would take TNA as well. Gregory? Uh, TNA? John? Um, I'm waiting to see what he says. He won't pick TNA. <laughs> Believe it or not, Gerard, he just did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, holy hell. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. You got to go with TNA. Yeah. You got Trish in there, too. Boing. Okay, yeah. Well, of course. You got uh, some great eyes, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, scale the mountains. <laughs> Can't motorboat eyes, though. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, geez, here we go, here we go again. Hey, but we're having fun Saturday night, hey, we can cut loose. Okay? That's right. Saturday night, we're rated R, and we're doing shit our way. Yes. All right. Uh, John, do you have a matchup we can make fun of or something? <laughs> make fun <laughs> No, he's actually got a matchup here. Um uh, He's got a one-on-one. He's got Edge versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Wow. Hmm. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, no, I have to stick with the Toronto boy and go with Edge. I... Tell you what, I'm actually, John is going to agree with you, Gerard. He's also going to say Edge as well. Um, Me, surprisingly enough, this is, to me personally, I mean, both great competitors. Of course, now both Hall of Famers. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm actually going to say a draw. JD, what do you think? I am going to take the dragon. Gregory? I get to see Edge in this match. Alrighty. My turn to pick a match, and I will be thinking about that right now. All right, I got a doozy for you. <laughs> it's fuckery, and it's it's yeah. <laughs> All right. I got a fiddle for <laughs> Feed me more, and he won't want to be fed anymore after this. 
I can't even say it. back versus Ahmed Johnson versus Yokozuna versus Abu the Butcher. Plus Ryback. <laughs> oh my lord, there's food there's food going everywhere. <laughs> Who can eat the most pie? <laughs> Who can eat the more ribs and Chinese Chinese ribs and Chinese uh, whatever it is? Mm. I oh, met Johnson wins to eat everything. <laughs> I'm gonna buy my I'm gonna buy my time for this. I'm also gonna say I met. <laughs> <laughs> Bonsai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's why I have to wear Yokozuna's uh, tights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John says no, right back will eat everything. Abdul the Butcher with the fork. <laughs> I mean, that fork was a weapon. It was also good for some ribs in Chinese restaurant, Chinese airport, too. So there you go. <laughs> Gregory, for the love of God, who do you Um, did you say Ryback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I'm going to pick Ryback in this match. Okay. And John says, all right, now stop trying to make me cough from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but every, all of them are winners because they all get to eat. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah. Mm. Uh, did you pick somebody or no? <laughs> um, I, I've I've done it once already. Oh, okay. Are you? Oh, I mean, <laughs> pick a, pick a winner in this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I said I'm in. Oh. I said I'm in. Eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess we're. Back to the top of the order. Who is the top of the order? I think Greg was, I think. Oh, Gregory. Gregory. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're back up. Hit a home run. Stephanie Stephanie, versus, Stephanie McMahon versus Paige. Ooh. Oh. Wow. The boobs are bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> The boobs are flying over here. <laughs> Trampoline time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. I'll go ahead and say. 
Gregor, you said Stephanie McMahon versus who? Paige. Paige, oh. I thought you said Cage. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, I'm going with Paige. I'm going with Paige as well. And uh, I'm going with Paige as well, too. J.D.? Paige, it's a no-brainer, however. She's going to show Stephanie whose house it really is, even though it's her family's business. It's it's all about Paige. Uh, Gerard, there was a delay there because uh, 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 Stephanie had actually pushed J.D.'s head right into her... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, there'd be no uh objection. Motor boating, these mm-hmm. two turn the match. You can take a break, motor boat, and go back to the match. <laughs> right. And can um, Monday's Raw Radio J D would do two hours worth of stuff in five minutes. What done? It's only five minutes into the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, John, uh, he's the only one that hasn't answered. Uh, uh, John, put your weapon away for a minute and answer the question. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, sorry about that. Yeah, put down your bowl of beefaroni and answer the question. <laughs> and don't burn it, man. <laughs> yeah, because you can't use it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm on a roll, guys. John, are you still there? Yes. Quit that, it will make you go blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. I just hope he's okay because he hasn't responded. Okay, he's he he must be having a little bit of. Okay, he's he's going in and out again. Okay, <laughs> not no. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, he's doing the has left the chat and then he's logged into the chat here. Uh, hold on. John said Undertaker did not drag him to hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, all we just want is an answer on this Divas match. Stephanie McMahon taking on Paige. Who would you pick in this match? And look at their face, don't look at their chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John says Paige. Okay. Just Paige, okay. Alrighty then. Clean <laughs> sweep again. Yes. Alright. Uh, who goes next? That would be today, JD. Yes. JD. Alright. It's not going to be a match about 
wrestlers or announcers. It's going to be the battles of show now. What was the better show now? I'm going to change it up a little now. Mm. The first Monday Night Raw or the first Monday Night Nitro? Oh. Oh. Oh, man. That's a hard one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. We're all taking place in New York, and first night are taking place in Minnesota. Yep. Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hmm. Oh. Gosh. How can you pick a winner between this? I know. <laughs> yeah. How can you? Uh, Gerard, lead the way there, my friend. Who do you think? <laughs> Thanks for throwing me into the bus, Chad. Um, <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> Hold on, man. I, I can't throw that ba- that hard. Now, come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with WCW. More and more, I think it over. Because uh, Raw, debu- de- Raw debuted in 93. Nitro debuted in 95. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I got to go. I'll tell you the truth. I love both debut episodes of it. I saw both debut episodes of it. But I got to go around, go with Gerard. I got to say Nitro was a little bit, was, had a little bit more, uh, was a little bit more, uh, had a little bit more action on his very first episode than, uh, Raw did. All right. Ah, uh, oh my gosh. I gotta say, uh, Raw. I'm gonna go with Nitro. John, your opinion? John says the debut of Raw. To him was a little bit better than the debut of Nitro. Did Greg pick? Yeah, I uh, I uh, I picked Raw. Okay. Yeah. So Gerard, Gerard, you, me, and JD chose Nitro, while John and Gregory chose Raw. Yes, it's. I guess it's me next. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, we'll do one. We'll do. We'll do. JD's one a um a little bit. We'll, we'll go up a little bit on what JD just said. The debut of SmackDown or the debut of WCW Thunder. Oh my 
gosh. Yeah. Or let, let me change that around. Let me change that around. Let me change that around. When both shows, this this thing about this thing about this way. When both shows debuted, okay. Okay. But let's do let's do it in disrespect. Who had the better theme music when they debuted, SmackDown or Thunder? Your Highness, your your thoughts. Um, I'm going to have to say WCW Thunder. Okay. I personally will have to also say Thunder. I, I've been actually trying to download the, the theme to that, and I haven't been able to find a link to it yet. But it's a, it was one of the best ones that I've ever heard. Uh <clears throat> Let's hear what everyone else had what everyone else has to say. Wow, uh this is a hard one. Uh I gotta say SmackDown. SmackDown theme. Right. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna say Thunder. Okay, and John is, and this is pretty much going in the opposite of, of, <clears throat> of what, of, of what JD's was, pretty much. Pretty much everyone is saying, in a way, the exact same thing. What, what, what I mean is, Gerard, JD, and I chose Thunder, while John and Gregory chose SmackDown. Okay, uh, I guess Gerard is. It, could, it might be John's turn, I believe. Yes, it is. Okay, John, a fantasy matchup, please. Uh, whatever you like to put put up, please uh, go ahead and tell us. I kind of like this one, guys. This one is a one-on-one. Sadly, of course, we have lost both of these gentlemen. Of course, both may they both rest in peace. And after I say who they are, you will definitely agree with that. <clears throat> the King of Hearts himself, Owen Hart, versus Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, hmm. Uh-huh. Of course, Eddie Guerrero already a Hall of Famer. Owen Hart, uh, our opinion, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And his video is coming out this week. His DVD is coming out this week? Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to get it, actually, for Christmas. Ah. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. 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 birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> my friend wants the Blu-ray. I want the regular DVD. <laughs> oh my! <clears throat> well, that's not that's that's not a bad present to have. Mm-hmm. Um, Gerard, please uh, let you go ahead and uh, start everybody off. Owen Hart. 
I've the, uh, all the respect I have for both of these wrestlers, the talent that, and the and the moves and the achievements and accomplishments that both brought to the ring. That's why makes I and mean, that's why we love doing these matches because it's hard to choose. It makes us think. You know, it's hard to choose who would win. That's what makes it great. That's what truly makes it great. Uh, but I got to go along with GTS here. I got to say, the King of Hearts himself. He's actually going to put the sharpshooter on Latino Heat in this. And John is actually saying, speaking of Eddie, he saw a YouTube video of him with him and the guy doctor. Huh. JD, do you know what he's talking about? A guy doctor? A guy doctor. <clears throat> I do not know what he's talking about, but I do know that this one guy I know, a uh, friend of mine who is one of the crew guys, his name is Mike Carpenter, a good guy, a good friend of mine too, uh, has a t-shirt out there, I guess it's a long sleeve tee, how he's uh, advertising it, that there's a picture of him in Art Bar as the Love Machines. And he's asking oh. people if they're interested in maybe buying it or ordering from him, talk to him directly. He's a nice guy, actually, a real good friend of mine. And like I say, he's, he used to work with WCW as a camera guy, and he's now, I think, with WWE as a camera guy, somewhat. So he has the insides and outs of wrestling, shall we say. Oh, oh wow. And, and John is saying Eddie six times, so apparently he's going for Eddie Guerrero. I'm torn on this one. I really am. I'm going to draw. Because I think you battle the Sharpshooter and the Frog Splash and the Three Amigos. I mean, it's really tough because Eddie has that from his father, the great Gordy Guerrero, and his brothers Hector Chavo Armando. And, of course, Owen, we know about Stu and his family legacy. So I'm going to draw. Yeah, i got to go the same with draw. They're both great wrestlers, Eddie and uh, Owen. So i got to go with a draw. <clears throat> and Gerard, for your answer, this is what John was saying. Eddie was having cramps, and a girl doctor was there to help him, but Batista gave Eddie another doctor, and he said the gay doctor, not guy, gay doctor. <laughs> the, the, the gay doctor said, hello, Mr. Guerrero, in a cute voice. <laughs> I think I remember that now. I think I remember what he's talking about now. This was... Sorely for his passing, I think this was after Eddie gave the big show, the Chimichanga. I think, the, the burrito, the burrito, I think yeah. it was on SmackDown that happened. Yeah, the, gay, gay doctor, yeah. Yes, I think you're right, Greg. Yeah, yeah. And our host tonight said, oh, he already said it. He already guessed it, okay. And speaking of our host, it is now his turn to present us with a bang-up Fantasy matchup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh. All right. Hmm. Like I always do, but. Uh, hey, it's gotten kind of windy here in the studio. Hmm. <laughs> Fire, fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. okay, what, 
Gerardo, one more quick thing. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but John said that moment happened on September September 2005 on SmackDown. Yeah. So two months two months before Eddie passed away, it happened. So there you go, Gerard. I'm sorry. Please continue. Uh, alrighty. Um. Yeah, I want to do my tag team. Gonna be any side. Yeah, hold on. Give me a minute. Um, great heels here. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I uh, picked the Douglas boys. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's everyone with the exception of Gregory chose the League of Nations. Oh, okay. What does does his highness decree further tonight? (laughs) Um, you guys want to go another round or whatever? You want to go a little overtime? Or what do you guys want to do at 11 o'clock? Chad? Um, Well, George, uh, um, how about we just go one more and then we'll call it a night? How's that so? Yeah, all right. Sounds okay. good. Okay. Okay. And <clears throat> just go back in our regular order. Gregory, you're you're up. Okay. It's gonna be CM Punk versus Eric Bischoff. <laughs> 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 CM Punk versus <laughs> Eric Jack. I mean Bischoff. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is a no-brainer. I th- I'm gonna say Punk. CM Punk. Make it three, Punk. I gotta go with Punk. And John says CM Punk takes Bischoff to sleep. <laughs> ETS go to sleep. <laughs> JD, what's your not? Uh, My last one is gonna be a holy s moment since uh, Greg brought up Punk. We're gonna put Punk now in a matchup against Ric Flair. Holy wow. shit! <laughs> <laughs> And John said after that last match, Sam Punt takes Bush off the sleeve and then throws him back in the trash bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you said Punk versus Flair. Yes. Ooh. Both equally talented. But you got to go with... Had bit just a tad more experience, just a tad, and say, "Woo, the nature boy, Rick Flair." I'm gonna have to go with the nature boy as well. Uh, you know what? I'm going against you both. I think it's, we're gonna see another go to sleep in the Anaconda Vice this time. Come into play. I got to go with the 16-time world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair. Woo! (laughs) That's right. And John says, good match. This should have been a WWE match back in 07 and 08. But he believes Punk will win the match. Hmm, I didn't know they were supposed to meet up with each other around that time. Uh, I thought they did, yeah, once. I think it was like after Mania or at SummerSlam. I think that was the idea. I think I remember hearing it. I'm not real sure. I'll have to go back and watch my Punk DVD again tonight to be sure. Okay. Okay. I guess, okay, I guess I'm up next. Uh, and uh, John, of course, be thinking of, of one more final match. Uh, sorry about that, Gerard. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. 
versus manager match. Ooh. Yokozuna versus Mr. Fuji. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I got, of course, I'm, I'm sure I'll, this would be the obvious choice. I got to say Yoko. Bonsai! <laughs> <laughs> I'll say those same words, bonsai indeed. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And John's also saying bonsai. Uh, this was a no-brainer. I think this is Yokozuna's way of getting rid of his manager, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember him coming out, what was it, WrestleMania 12 in the opening match, Mr. Fuji coming out with an American flag. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Gerard John has got what he refers to as a Holy S tag team match. Uh, All right. I would prep this. Okay. He's got Stone Cold and The Rock teaming up against the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say, too. I thought Gerard that deserves that deserves all three right there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fucking shit. <laughs> uh, uh great one there, John. Brother. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh uh could the mega powers that coexist one more time to take on uh Oh my god. Guys, I'm watching, sorry, I'm, I'm watching the USC Stanford game. I'm watching Stanford put a whooping here on USC. 41-22 with a minute and a half to go in the Pac-12 game. Oh, my goodness. And Clemson's uh, off 35-23 on Carolina at the start of the first the fourth quarter. And in the Big Ten, we got Michigan State up 13-9 with 12 minutes to go. Oh. We got, oh. We got some good games here late night in prime time. Okay. Uh, of course, Austin and Rock uh, couldn't get it, couldn't get the job done against Hogan whenever it was that handicap match against the NWO before WrestleMania 18. Right. So I, I, I say in this particular match, I will have to say the Mega Powers prevail. Hogan and Savage. Yeah, I got to say the me- Mega Powers myself. Mega Powers. Hmm. You know what though? Again, I'm going against you guys. I want to take Austin and Rock. And, J.D., your partner, John, is doing the same thing. So, let's see. I guess that leaves our gracious host to decree one last match. 
That's right. The final countdown. All right. Should go with a bang. We're going to do a 10-man tag team. So five on each side. (laughs) We should go with... uh, We're going to go with... uh, We're gonna go with Jane uh, Duck, Jane Douglas, um, just an incredible. You know what? We're gonna put rest in peace, Hack Myers, in this match. Uh. Dabu and RVD as the ECW team. And then we're going to go with the WCW team. We're going to go with David Flair. We're going to go with Crowbar. The wall. Go with Harlem Heat. What's that for? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go with Ah D D P. Wow. So so team WCW would be David Flair, Crowbar, The Wall, Harlem Heat, and D D P. Yeah, that's what you said. Okay, so that would be technically a handicap match. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, great competitors. Uh, this would be a knock him, knock him, knock him, drag him out match. No, no, take no prisoners here, sort of thing. Uh, and in, and in all respect to the superstar that we that we talked about earlier tonight and we lost uh, earlier today, I am going to go with Team ECW in this match. I am as well. Me too, Team ECW. Make it four, Team ECW. And John says make it five. Another clean sweep there, Your Highness. Well, that is great. Well, that will close out the show for WCW Attitude Radio. For the people that participated tonight was 
JD, the Iceman, Gregory, the Diesel, the Boss, Scott Henshaw, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And for me, I am the King NWO. So that is it. Thank you for all for talking and everybody for listening. And we'll see you in the ring. Good night, gentlemen. Good night. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.